0: Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. I'm Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to search the scriptures as we continue to investigate Jesus' favorite topic, his famous gospel about the kingdom of God. We've been pointing out in this series of programs dedicated to the kingdom of God that Jesus was a first century Jew whose teaching must be examined and understood within its Jewish framework. Jesus was not a 20th century traditional American Christian. Jesus knew nothing about the church councils, which made certain decisions in post-biblical times that have affected us dramatically. Jesus was a Jew who quoted the great cardinal central tenet of Judaism, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. You'll find that in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, and it was quoted and affirmed and confirmed by Jesus, our Messiah, when he cited it in Mark chapter 12, verses 28 and following. That statement about who God is defines God as a single united person. The Lord your God is one Lord. Jesus knew nothing about a multiple Godhead of two or three persons. He believed that God was one Lord, and he believed himself, of course, to be the chosen Messiah, the Son of God, a person distinct from his Father, as indeed all sons are distinct from their fathers. If you are interested in this issue of who God is and who Jesus is in relationship to the one God of Israel, we invite you to request from us a free booklet entitled, Who is Jesus? All you have to do is write to us or phone us at the telephone number to be given at the end of this program. Simply request the booklet under the name, Who is Jesus? This will give you detailed information about who Jesus thought he was, and who Jesus considered the one God to be. Meanwhile, you may want to consider most carefully the evidence of Psalm 110 and verse 1. I wonder if you knew that that verse, Psalm 110 verse 1, is quoted or alluded to in the New Testament more than any other verse from the Old Testament. It was an absolute favorite text with the apostles and the writers of our Bible, because they knew that in that precious verse, an oracle from God himself, an inspired statement, along, of course, with all the other inspired statements of Scripture, a divine oracle declaring the identity of the two principal players in the great divine drama. And those two great players, of course, were God the Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and his Son, the Messiah. Psalm 110.1 reads like this, The Lord says to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Now the word Lord there in your Bible is probably written in all capital letters. And that's the editor's and publisher's way of telling us that the Hebrew word from which the word Lord was translated is that Hebrew word Yahweh or Jehovah. We're not sure entirely how to pronounce it but it designates the name of the one God of Israel. Remember that God declared himself to be Yahweh to the Israelite people. In Exodus chapter 34 and verse 5, we read that the Lord, again in all capitals, the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with Moses, as Moses called upon the name of the Lord. Then the Lord, L-O-R-D in capitals again, the Lord passed by in front of Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in lovingkindness and truth. Exodus 34, verses 5 and 6. That declaration by the Lord God that he was the one God of Israel, with this display of compassion and mercy and kindness, is one of the great moments in the history of the Bible It tells us that God is a God of compassion and truth and kindness. Now, that same Yahweh, or the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, appears thousands of times in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. And in Psalm 110, we find the Lord giving a divine utterance, a divine predictive oracle. Psalm 110 reads, The Lord says to my Lord. This psalm was written by David in all probability. And so my Lord is David's Lord. But Yahweh, the one God, is said to be addressing David's Lord, addressing, in other words, a person distinct from himself. And the Lord God says to David's Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. In Acts chapter 2, and verses 34 to 36, Peter uses this very text. To show that the ascension of Jesus was predicted by that Psalm 110 and verse 1. Peter says in Acts 2 verse 34, David has not gone to heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, said Peter, let the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him, that's to say, Jesus, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. I notice that the Lord who said to my Lord, David's Lord, is called God here in verse 36. In other words, the one God of the Bible is equivalent exactly to the Lord, capital L O R D, Yahweh, the Yahweh who spoke to David's Lord in a predictive oracle, foretelling. The session of Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father, pending the coming of the kingdom of God at Jesus' return to this earth. Sit at my right hand, God says to the Messiah, until the time comes when I make your enemies your footstool. I have to tell you that that time has not yet arrived. There are still many enemies of Jesus on the earth. They have not been made into a footstool for Jesus. Jesus is now currently sitting at the right hand of the Father, waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. Now, why was this psalm quoted with such frequency by New Testament writers? Well, it distinguishes the two main personalities in the biblical drama. There's a clear distinction between the one person who is the Lord, L-O-R-D in capital letters, and my Lord or David's Lord. In the original Hebrew language, the first Lord The one that appears in capitals in your Bible is the Hebrew word Yahweh or Jehovah. But the second Lord is a quite different word. It's the word Adoni, A-D-O-N-I. Now, if you'll search in your concordance for all the occurrences of this second word, Adoni, A-D-O-N-I, you'll find that it is never a reference to God. That's remarkable because here the Messiah is being described as the one sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now, the Messiah, in biblical and Jewish thinking, is never confused with God his Father. There's only one person who is God, according to the Hebrew way of thinking, and the Messiah, here designated as Adoni, A-D-O-N-I, is the Son of God, the agent of God, but not God himself. He speaks for God, he's empowered with the authority of God, He's the legal agent of God and his representative but he's quite distinct from the one God of Israel, his Father and that's why the Messiah in this Psalm 110 and verse 1 is given a title which is never referred to God himself. The title Adonim, my Lord, is frequently used of kings and other superiors but always at the human level. Occasionally an angel may be dressed as my Lord But often the king is so addressed. Even a husband might be addressed as my lord, a superior of any kind, but at the human level is described as Adoni, A-D-O-N-I. The word found descriptive of Jesus the Messiah in Psalm 110 verse 1. Now this gives us a very great clue to the definition of God and Jesus in the Bible. The one God is here, Yahweh, Jehovah, but the Messiah is the Lord of David, my Lord the King, my Lord the Messiah. That title, Adoni, A-D-O-N-I, describes a human superior constantly in Scripture over 150 times. That form of the word describes a human superior. It's important to note then that the Messiah is a human being to be born in the family of Israel, just as in Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 to 18, A great prediction was made by Moses in reference to the Messiah. God said there that he was going to raise up from the family of Israel a servant in whom he would put his words. God, in other words, would speak his very words through the mouth of this Messiah. Here are these important words as recorded for us in Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 and onwards. The Lord your God, Moses wrote, will raise up for you a prophet like me, like Moses, that is, from among you, from your countrymen, and you are to listen to him. I will raise up a prophet from among their countrymen, like you, Moses, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them all that I commanded him. And it will come about that whoever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require this of him. You see there the perfect picture of the Messiah who was to arise in the family of Israel many years later, of course. It was when Jesus was born, supernaturally conceived in the womb of his mother under the power of Holy Spirit. It was then that the Son of God came into being exactly as predicted by Moses. The Son of God was to be a supernaturally conceived human person It's because of that miracle in the womb of Mary that Jesus is entitled to be called the Son of God, Luke 1, verse 35. Now, the Son of God and the Messiah are alternative titles for the same person, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the agent of God, God's legal representative, and the words of God are found in the mouth of Jesus. Jesus speaks for his Father, speaks in the name of his Father, and is vested with the authority of his Father to speak the very words of salvation, that's why we're to listen to the words of Jesus with ultimate concern and with great care and attention, because Jesus speaks as the very spokesman of the Father. You remember in Hebrews chapter one and verse one that God spoke through many different agents in Old Testament times, but in these last days has spoken to us in a Son. God and Jesus enjoyed an intimate relationship. Jesus depended moment by moment upon the Father and was so in tune with the Father that the words of his mouth were constantly the words proceeding from the mind of his Father, the one God of Israel. Now let me show you from the words of Jesus exactly his own opinion of his relationship with his Father. He clearly saw himself as the inspired and unique agent of the one God of Israel. In John 12, verse 44, Jesus cried out and said, He who believes in me does not believe in me, but in him who sent me. And he who beholds me beholds the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, that everyone who believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my sayings and does not keep them, I don't judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And he rejects me, and does not receive my sayings, has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me commandment what to say and what to speak. And so Jesus there confirms that passage in Deuteronomy 18, that he is indeed the prophet in whose mouth the very words of God will be spoken. We remind you of our free booklet, Who is Jesus?, and invite you to request this from us at the telephone number to be given at the end of this program. Join us again for our continued discussion of Jesus' favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.